Yo, my beautiful people. Man, it feels good to say that again. It is so good to be back. It has been since 2019, November, when my boy Derek and I recorded the Thanksgiving Throwdown episode. But I'm so glad to be back. 2020 was a whole lot and a whole not. But I'm excited to be here, healthy, grateful. And uh, my boy Derek is going to be back with us again today to go ahead and bring you some new content in regards to NBA All-Star 2021 this upcoming weekend. So we're excited. We're amped. And uh, I think you're going to like it. So stay tuned. All right. We are back and better than ever, despite a Panera Bread, a pandemic, a panoramic photo, whatever you want to call it. Got my boy Derek on the line. What's good, Derek? Hey, how are you? Good, man. How are you? It's been forever. It, it's been a minute and a half, to say the least. Uh, yeah, I realized that right before I hopped on. But no, I've been well. Um, been hanging out, watching a lot of sports, because there's really not much else one can do. Very true. During the uh, Panera Bread pandemic. <laughs> so... <laughs> I love the name. I just love the names that people are coming up with. When I heard Panera Bread, I about died because I mean, let's be real. Panera Bread is kind of bland and mostly whack, and that's pretty much what we're in right now. So, but like it's, a Panera exactly. Bread pandemic would be about as good as it could get in terms of true. pandemics. If just there were Paneras taking over, I mean, that wouldn't be half bad. I mean, there's worse things that could take over, I guess. That's very true. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I guess, too, you're just, like, checking a bunch of things off your your uh, your uh, pandemic bucket list here. You got a dog? Yes. Samuel, my my official co-host. Um, he's pretty useless. I asked him to do some research for me today when I was working, and he he didn't. But... But we're yeah. here. Well, we got it. We're here. We're good. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. And yeah, All-Star, it's so funny. I've been, I've loved All-Star Weekend ever since I was, um, yeah, like in middle school, since Same. I was old enough to care about Same. what was going on <laughs> in the sports world. So yeah, super excited. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man, absolutely. I'm happy to be back, man. It feels good. It's uh, definitely got to get back into the cadence of, of doing these together because this is too much fun. Um, yeah, so sure. so you and I were talking about – I'm just going to jump right in because it's still fresh on my mind. You and I were talking about these damn jerseys. Oh so gosh. I was doing some research because I was like, man, there's got to be there's got to be more to this, right? So I guess um, – they were the the All Star Weekend was originally supposed to be in in Indiana before the pandemic had started. So, uh... right, so it's supposed to be somewhat of like a play on, which makes sense because every time that they've been in a certain city, they've kind of catered to that city's culture or like mm-hmm. that team's like history or doing some sort of throwback. So it's supposed to be like a a you know kind of a tamed version of a throwback Pacers jersey. But it still feels like an incomplete art project. And yeah. <laughs> so yes, yes, know. that's an excellent way to put it. Somebody you know, in NBA design offices definitely got a talking to that day. You know, I would hope. 
you know and I, I feel like what you said about it being like an AAU jersey and like what I said about it being like a rec league thing it's like it looks you know yeah. real incomplete real lackluster if you will yeah I feel like that would be one of the better uh, uniforms in uh, like the Drew League yeah for example yeah like yeah. that would be a killer Drew League jersey exactly but, and back to me being a fan since I was young yeah I remember a as soon as like all star lineups were announced, immediately I'm just begging my mom, Mom, I need uh, such and such players, all star jersey. Um, I have to have it, or my life will never be the same if I don't. <laughs> it's all about the pitch. <laughs> and they were so dope when I was young. The one that's sticking out is they just said west or east, like diagonally from like yeah. shoulder down to hip. Yeah. And yeah, those were so awesome. And yeah, one of my favorite parts about uh, All-Star Weekend is the jerseys. And Well, you know what I miss too, though, is I actually, I mean, I like now that they do have like all the same jerseys, right? Like East and West or Team LeBron, Team Duran in this case. But I do also actually miss when they would wear just their team jerseys. You know, like I'm thinking of when you know, like LeBron, or uh, not LeBron, when Kobe and, like, Allen Iverson were in the in the yeah. All-Star games, you know, like, when we were kids, I... like, that was that was actually really dope to see them all wear jerseys. Also because I feel like jerseys, when we were kids, were just so damn fire. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so. Absolutely. And I have said this for at least a decade at this point, the 90s era, Raptors uniforms where it was literally a raptor a dinosaur dribbling a basketball yeah and just bright it's one of the best jerseys maybe the best jersey ever designed i love it oh no i agree i'm a and- huge fan of yeah 90s raptors gear is always just so dope totally that that one and i had i had the um i had the the one with the, the houston rocket where it had like an actual rocket mm-hmm. steve francis and then yes. I had the the piston where again, see all these like throwback ones were like literal jerseys. Like so they yeah, were, they... you know, and like I had yeah, I had the Grant Hill piston jersey. That was I mean, they just it's, they were just on a different level than where we're at now. But it just feels like this all star jersey, I get, you know, with the location change and this being last minute and quite honestly, I mean obviously now it's not a whole weekend this year, it's just Sunday, but and I get, you know, it's a pandemic, it's last minute, all these different things. Yeah. But I don't know, man. It just feels like this is very, you know, again, rec league. Like your mom's going to walk up and give you some orange slices after the game. Yeah. <laughs> just, I don't yeah, know, Yeah, I don't like the weird – there's like a – it's like a weird circle. It's just like a circle around the numbers. Yeah, it just there's nothing to and, it. Yeah, I just – I don't know, man. Yeah, I'm I'm thoroughly disappointed with those. And oh, a quick shout out to early 2000s All-Star jerseys. I remember when Tracy McGrady used Ooh. to come out with the All-Star uh edition T-Mac Adidas. I was just going to say I already know where you're going. Oh, <laughs> just like patent leather blue with silver stripes. Yep. Good Lord. Yep. What's up? Not going to lie though. Super here for that. Definitely had his shoes and may or may not have broken my ankle quite a few times in them, but they were swaggy nonetheless. 
Yeah, that is the last pair of Adidas I have purchased, actually. Um, I don't think I'm too far yeah. behind you in the purchasing of Adidas. No, not to Adidas shoes. I just, you know, you and I are you yeah. and I are on, a di- are on a different space with shoes in, in regards to that. <laughs> yeah, I was born with Michael Jordan, and I'll die with Michael Jordan. I'm out here for Team Nike. There we go. So if you guys are listening... Hit me up, yeah. Hit us. Shut you know up. what? Actually, hit hit us all up with a little bit of a baby, yeah. a little bit of a sponsor. <laughs> ain't nothing, wrong with, ain't nothing yeah. wrong with shooting your shot. This is a basketball that podcast. Would be a that is solid sponsor. <laughs> uh, well, I wanted to first get in. I felt I feel like what? Let's get into a few things, then we'll take a break and we'll hop back in. But um, so I feel like one of the biggest words that you hear when all-star weekend is coming up you know you hear about the people who are selected is the word snub right um Mm -hmm. but I also feel like people which there's always like justifiably at least like one or two but I feel like people forget the fact that there are and for those who don't know there are only 12 spots per conference available and there's 15 teams per conference and there's two conferences the east and the west so you know when, when you're looking at it that way you know breaking down the stats and the amount of amazing players that are you know out there in the league I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this Derek like who who do you think was the biggest snub and and granted like when we first started talking about this there's been some changes you know there's been some injury sub outs and you know people who have decided to sit out on their own for rest reasons Um, but who do you genuinely think is you know the biggest snub overall Um, and also like who would you replace with that pick Well, my first one will come with somewhat of an asterisk, but I think Devin Booker Mm -hmm. not being chosen before he, I think he's an injury replacement now, Mm -hmm. Um, which is good. He, I don't know. He it's like 60 some, I think it's 60 point some percent shooting. Mm -hmm. It it just doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I know he's in the West where that's, I mean, yeah. Yeah, arguably the more competitive. Yeah. Arguably. Putting it lightly. Yeah, I was going to say, putting it lightly. (laughs) But, um, yeah, and Chris Paul, his points are down. But, I mean, when you have somebody that can, like, you know, assist you on the team, that's what happens. Your points go away because you don't have to shoot that many times a game because you have somebody else. But, yeah. I don't know if that technically counts since he is um, an injury, um, an injury replacement at this point. No, it totally does. And and to clear, so before I make my point, which is so funny, I would always just get along because we have a lot of the same, a lot of the, I mean, obviously we have healthy disagreements, but we also get along in the sense that we have a lot of the same thoughts. Yeah. Um, so are you saying that you feel like Devin Booker is a snub, but then he should have, if it weren't for an injury replacement, he should then take should have taken the place of Chris Paul? No, no, no. I'm just kind of more no. referring to his points have gone down some since last year. Um, and yeah. yeah, when Chris Paul joins the team, he's going to get some points too, so you don't have to do nearly as much. No. Right, like his, his facilitating, his vision of the core, he just kind of creates the shot for yeah. you. Right, right, right. No, yeah, I actually, that was my pick as well, like, regardless of an injury, because if you remember last year, that was mm-hmm. the same way he got into the All-Star game again. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Like, he's starting to kind of feel like, 
the Western Conference version of Bradley Beal, <laughs> where, you know what I'm saying? Like, Bradley got snubbed multiple times in a row, and so did Damian Lillard, honestly. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree. I think Devin Booker – I honestly think Devin Booker, along with, you know, Damian Lillard and a couple other guys, are, are genuinely the, the future of the league. Um so it's pretty shocking to me that, you know, because they always there's always some excuse, right? Like, oh, well, they need to come from a better team. Like their team needs to be doing better to have a have a stronger record or their market is small or whatever it is. But now the Suns, as of yesterday, um, beating my squad, the Los Angeles Lakers uh, <laughs> are, are saying it low key, uh, are the Suns are now number two in the West. So that's not even like you know, a a good argument to say. Um, But it's interesting because I just feel like it's going to keep happening with him until he, you know, is in in line for MVP or, you know, his first team all defense or something, you know, something else so that people can no longer be like coming up with excuses for him. Um, But you know what? It's interesting too, is I was talking to my brother about this the other day. I feel like Chris Paul, I obviously he's amazing. He's got some of the best handles I've ever seen for a uh, point guard. And just the way that he's able to see the court and navigate defenses is incredible. But to be honest, man, like I kind of now I'm at the point with all-star games where I would like to see more. And because think about it, all-star games are just there's no defense. There's no nothing. <laughs> no. It's, just, it's just to just see dudes just go off. Right. So I don't know that I really want to continue to see Chris Paul in a all-star environment. And it's not, it's not a knock to him. It's just like, there's other young cats. Yeah. Like imagine if you saw like, you know, SGA from, from uh, the thunder. Yeah. Replace him. How exciting that would be to watch. And granted, he may not necessarily be at that level yet. Um, but that kind of leads me to my next question for you is like, how many years do you think it'll take before someone like LaMelo ball is an all-star? Whoa, yeah, that is a good question because he is balling right now. I actually mm-hmm. I saw a take and it might have been from Stephen A. Smith and it it summed it up so perfectly. Um, I think it was Stephen A. Smith. He said, uh, "Lamelo is the player we were promised Lonzo was going to be," and <laughs> like, yeah, that's <laughs> and again. Yeah, no. Leave, leave it to <laughs> leave it to Stephen A. Smith to be a total savage, but don't, honestly, it's on point. Don't hold me to that, but I'm almost positive it was, and it sounds like him. <laughs> oh my god, that's what he gets paid for, though, yeah, right? right? He puts people in check, and he speaks he speaks straight facts. I don't know if it's ten million dollars worth, but yeah. you know, it is what it the is. The moment I heard that, though, I was like, mm, damn, he's <laughs> mm. like, I wish you weren't so on the nose, but you are. Um, there's no way, uh, LaMelo ball is not Michael Jordan's 100% his best draft pick, his best decision ever since becoming any sort of, um, uh, owner, executive executive rather in the league. So good on him for that. But yeah, as far as how many years, I don't think it will be that many if he, he's so comfortable. You know what I mean? Like it's alarming. Almost just how, yeah. I mean, I guess that's what happens when you go play pro and just, yeah, various other countries just get a lot more prepared to play a pro style game against 
freak of nature athletes like LeBron James, who. But, oh. but see, I think that's funny because before, like when we were kids, when we heard about people coming from overseas, it wasn't like it wasn't deemed like a like a competitive threat. Yeah. It was more, you know what I mean? Like they kind of framed the the European game as being something that's more fast paced. Yes, but the players weren't as big. They weren't as strong. Yeah. They weren't as, you know, like the, their handles weren't that great. Like there was elements of their talent that just didn't match up with the NBA um so it was a great way to like stay in shape and to get exposed but they they kind of framed it as like a not like a step down but it definitely wasn't like a pair yeah I mean right? there were but I don't I, even know how many just D1 United States college basketball players drafted ahead of yeah so many people from you know what I mean that, yeah 100 percent yeah and He's also, he's never had an issue with confidence, and <laughs> that's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, and, like, again, like his, his ability to be not only a playmaker, but, like you said, his confidence to shoot the ball, to pull up, you know what I mean, to, to weed through the defenses. And, like, I, don't, I mean, I know you've seen his chemistry with Miles Bridges and his passing ability is – I mean, mm. I think it'll be next year that we're talking about him in our all-star podcast. Yeah, he's a beast. And, yeah, every time I see uh, Twitter that's some way or another captioned LaMelo to Miles Bridges, oop, I'm like, oh, yes, I'm here for that. Yeah, exactly. they're so – Charlotte in general is very exciting to watch. Um, Which is like, when would you ever say that's something exactly, like that? Like, you know? yeah. <laughs> Muggsy Bogues was on the team, I assume, last time somebody said that. Right, so, right. So it's 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 uh, like they're almost like I would buy league pass for them. Yeah, yeah, they're incredibly fun. And uh, Gordon Hayward, yeah, just a super fun team to watch. But um, Yeah, and like uh, Terry Rozier yeah. and uh, – Scary Terry, yeah, one of my all-time favorite yeah. nicknames ever. I know, that is a solid <laughs> nickname. He, and see, it's funny because like Charlotte is, is sort of like – Detroit where it's kind of a market that you go to and you get forgotten mm-hmm. about like no matter how good you are it feels like you get forgotten about but it's their their dynamic is just so fun to watch and it's just like such a cool young group of guys that really seem to to have it figured out and you know obviously we all know that the the Eastern Conference has kind of been weaker I mean <laughs> the the New York Knicks the Knickerbockers uh, are in fourth place in the Eastern Conference. So if that gives you any indication yeah. of the difference between the East and the West. Because yeah. <laughs> the Lakers are in fourth in the West. So yeah, <laughs> they're definitely not comparable conferences. One of my buddies, um, yeah, he was born and raised in Brooklyn and he moved back there after college. And according to him, even the city of New York is pretty surprised and shocked. that Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. It's uh, the Eastern Conference is oh, lacking, to say it's the least. Rough, it's, it's, it's a rough one, yeah. that's for sure. But I would say, yeah, LaMelo Ball is definitely on the fast track, so to speak, as far yeah. as being an all-star, because, yeah. And honestly, I just think, because because of the, which I think is so interesting, I'm not really sure how it, like, you know, breaks down all, you know, entirely. But the fact that all-star voting is, is, you know, a mixture of fan voting, player voting, and media voting, uh, I mean, I think he's definitely earning his way to becoming an all-star as, as early as next season. But I kind of just hope that it just tilts that way anyways <laughs> for, for our own selfish benefit. <laughs> so, you know, like, just put him in all the, all the skills challenges, you know. All See where the, it goes. 
just see where it goes. You know, he's a young guy. He's got the energy. He can do them all and it'll be great. Um, no, but I, so kind of to piggyback off of that, um, I mean, obviously he's not, he's not an all-star yet, but I wanted to ask you before we go to a quick little break and jump into the next like little section of things, um, who are you most excited about watching in this all-star game? Just because, um, you know, there's a lot of new guys that are, that are coming in for the first time, like, you know, Zion, who's, you know, part, I don't know. He's just, he's a monster. He's a monster. He is a monster. Yeah. Um, I've said that since you know, I Levine. I saw his one of his like high school highlights, like as he had committed to Duke. So he hadn't even played college yet, and he was a man among boys out there. And I mean, almost toddlers. That was my will. first thought. Was just like <laughs> the big green or orange monster. If the yeah. teen squad didn't have Michael Jordan, <laughs> such a perfect example. Yeah, <laughs> especially when. Oh. Especially with all these announcements about Space Jam too, it's like, oh, he's totally a monster. Um, yeah, but yeah, you know, people. so there's so many, there's so many new guys coming in. You know, it's like Zach Levine's first time. <laughs> um, Gotta love a good bull Julius in there. Randall. Yeah, and I was gonna say <laughs> he's, he's on your Chicago Bulls. So you hey. know, gotta give a quick shout out. Um, but yes, yeah, so I was curious, like, who are you most excited about watching this year? Even if it's someone existing, you know, obviously LeBron James is also not human playing like he's 18 years old in his 18th year, but yeah, in my um, mind, he's the green monster while Zion is the orange one. And, that's, and the, the visuals I have are very on point right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. It's unsettlingly true. Absolutely. Like when you know, you know, <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. And yeah, like you just said, I'm always excited to watch LeBron because I've been watching him since what? 2003. Yeah, because it was the same draft class as uh, Mello and D-Wade. Yeah, and... The original Mello. I know that's a yeah, discussion right now. Too. Yeah, back to that. There's one Mello <laughs> in this world, in this basketball world, and that's Mr. Anthony from Syracuse. Yo, I, sure. saw, I, saw, I saw something that you're going to think is funny. It said, because they played each other the other day, right? It was the Portland Trailblazers and the Charlotte Hornets, and I think it was in Portland. And they swapped jerseys after the game. So there was a picture of the two of them. And someone, someone said, if when I say mellow, you think of La Mello, you're too young for me. That's a fact. A hundred percent. That's all that needs to be said. Too, is, like, nope. End of discussion. That's it. There is one mellow in this world. And yes. And like you said, his name is Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony, and he went to Syracuse University, and he won the championship. It is one and only year there. Oof, that he did with the with the dried out cornrows. That's but a we fact. won't discuss, but we won't drag him about that. <laughs> to each his own. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you said um, I'm always to watch LeBron. I'm excited to watch LeBron, but I've watched LeBron in. How many All Star games since two thousand three? I don't even know. I so I think he's only I think he's only missed one. Yeah, so. that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so all that was his rookie year, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, Which... Zion, I've always liked watching Zion. I've been a pretty big University of North Carolina fan my entire mm-hmm. life, and still. Thoroughly enjoyed watching Duke with Zion. He he's a, he blew a Nike shoe out. I mean, I've never seen something like that in my life. 
yeah ever in my life i didn't even know that was possible that one <laughs> this is a fact when that happened nike stock dropped to almost buy almost a billion do- like they lost an insane <laughs> amount of like money and stock value based on that one freak of nature accident like that's insane but it was barely he barely did anything yeah he made like a jab step like he didn't even really put pressure on it he made like a slight jab step yeah and he just blew out the shoe i've never seen something like that in my no, life he's the... I, I feel like like you said nike was like in a hole and then they were trying to do everything they could even to get that content off the internet yeah <laughs> yeah he is the only human on earth that i've ever seen whose ankle stood the test of time while <laughs> a nike sneaker didn't that's insane to me if he... His ankle stood the chance of Tom dead. <laughs> but yeah, the shoe just exploded. I played high school basketball and retired at 18. And yeah, I've rolled my ankle in I don't know how many pairs of Nikes. And never one time was like, oh, that shoe almost exploded out. That's so Yeah. So yeah, I'm always yeah, excited. Shoe, shoe and ex- Shoe and exploded don't really, yeah. you know, go in the same sentence. The so, last thing yeah. I want to think about when I'm thinking about shoes is them exploding. <laughs> and yeah, Zion, I'm most excited to watch Zion probably. Um, super fun to watch. So athletic that it, he's so big and so athletic. It feels like it shouldn't even be humanly possible. But here we are. Exactly. Well, I also feel like he, you know, he's gotten into that, like, NBA shape. He was in, like, that college mm-hmm. kind of get by shape. But now he's sort of found his groove with things. And now it's just like, oh, okay. Yeah. We're dealing with a whole other beast than we even thought we were to begin with. I th- got it. <laughs> I think it was last night. But, yeah, he took it coast to coast and put uh, somebody on a poster last night. Took off from the block, two-handed. It was insane. Yeah, I saw I I saw that play you're talking about. I'm trying to think of who it was, I but can't it was just either. nasty. Why don't people just move out the way? That is a damn freight train coming at yeah. you. Just move. There's a lot of people you can get away with jumping at and seeing where it goes, but <laughs> <laughs> he is not one of those people. I highly advise against. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. That's such a bad idea. Right. But yeah, can't wait to watch him. Defense is always a bit lackluster as you said the first three and a half quarters <laughs> so i'm sure he'll I'm sure he'll have some something for the highlight reel yeah i will say though last year's all-star game was probably one of the better ones because they were competing to get i think it was 500k that was going towards charity and then those two you know there was like kids that were representing each charity organization you know yeah. in the stands obviously like none of that can be possible right now but I love that it added such a competitive edge, like in a different way, because they were both wanting so badly to, you know, show out for these kids and to be able to give to them. And I mean, eventually, and not eventually, but like right after the game, even the team that lost, which was uh, Giannis's team, he still ended up giving the same amount of money that they would have, you know, won for them. Um, but yeah. I think it was so dope because again, it was just like to see all these players like really go at each other, the best of the best in the world. Um, and to play for these kids who were just so amped to see, you know, their favorite players right then and there, 
and to be competing for them to be able to have these like resources and different things. It was just, it added such a fun element to the game because again, we're so used to this just being like, you know, an extension of the dunk contest or the, the, um, you know, three point shootout, which is so funny. I call, I still call it three point shootout when we were kids. That's what it was called. Now it's called just a three point contest. I guess shootout is offensive. Um, (laughs) Lame. <laughs> but I mean, I get it's. It's a shootout. It might be. It might be not to not to put a put on it. it might be triggering, but uh, <laughs> but uh, it's still it's, it's just, we're talking about basketball. It's a three point shootout. Um, it's a shootout. You know. Yeah. But yeah, no, I was thinking about it too, and I'm like, man, um, I was thinking about who I'm excited and who I'm kind of like um, about watching. Um, I think you nailed it earlier for me uh when you were speaking about chris paul who again not a knock he's an absolute legend hall of famer he's chris paul i feel that but yeah there's just um i just there's just other people in the league that i think would be more fun to watch yeah you know i just feel like like if Lamelo were in his place can you imagine like the rate, the rating, yeah. you know what I mean? And but it's funny though, because after I said that, I'm looking at this roster right now, right? And you know, someone like DeMontis Sabonis, great player, you know, he's really been a kind of a shockingly good player, like as far as a role player. But is he someone that I want to watch in the all star game? No, um, you no. know, like Ben Simmons, he's I feel like the you know, the hype that we gave him is really whatever. I'm mm. not, I'm. I have been ab- – oh, my gosh. I'm so happy you said that. Yeah. I have caught a lot of flack for saying the hype that we gave Ben Simmons is fe- – he- nobody has come close to living up to that <laughs> much hype. Like, he, they, they, oh, my I mean, when gosh. he was at LSU, they compared and, him to LeBron. Come on now. Yes, that happened. That is a true statement that you can look up. Like yeah. over and over and, and over I again. I couldn't agree more. And don't get me wrong, the potential's there. That dude could. I, but yeah, no, I agree 100%. But see, this is, this is my thing. His potential is there, but his potential for LeBron level, I don't think so. Also because, like, yeah. I mean, literally, LeBron is in his 18th season, and he's somehow better than he was before still getting better at the game and I just feel like I don't know like there's some dudes who I'm just you know looking at this roster and I'm like uh, I don't you're not exciting to like uh, just just thinking from a from a all-star game standpoint I'm like you're just not fun to watch and and I've caught some flack for this but I know my brother agrees too and I feel like you're going to as well even watching someone like Kawhi Leonard whose personality couldn't be drier than a Trisket, yeah. um, <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> you know, like no need to throw triscuits you, under the bus. Like you know, that. I know triscuits are at least a little bomb. Like Kawhi Leonard, yeah, just geez. so I don't even. Dude is just so whack, like personality wise. But like, I don't know. His game is almost too fundamental for me. That there's no, there's nothing to it that I'm like, ooh, that was that was saucy. But you know, yeah, no, there's there's no, yeah. A hundred percent. It's very fundamental. Very. I mean, he's perfected that. Don't. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, not a lot of flash to it. Exactly. Perfect. Not a lot of flash. Um, Which that's what the all-star game is. It is. And yeah, I would much, much prefer to watch uh, probably uh, Trey Young. Exactly. 
dude could pull up from three. Yeah, as opposed to quite a few players. Because you know what I'm saying? Like, when you think about All-Star Game, you think about, like, someone who's, like, multifaceted and dynamic. Trey Young can pull up from the logo. He's got handles for days. And he can do some fun, sneaky passes and, and moves. You know, or like a Zach Levine. Yeah. We essentially are being blessed with the, an extension of the dunk contest. Um, arguably one of the best, you know. But he's also transformed his game into something that honestly I didn't know that he could do you know he's like he's kind of nasty on the court now um you know and like even someone I mean this is going to be kind of taking a different turn but even someone like Joel Embiid he adds like dramatics to the game because he's just such a like Mm -hmm. goon that you know but he but he also I mean he's as big as he is, he's got handles and he can do a little sweet step back. Like there's just these players that have all these, they're multifaceted. And so then when you see these other players, you're like, so what do you do again? You get boards and putbacks. <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah, every team needs that, but it's not what I want to see at the all Exactly. Game. Exactly. By any means. Big facts. Um, cool. Well, I think we should take a quick break. And then when we come back, I want to talk about, like, the individual contests. So, you know, Skills Challenge. Love and, and by the way, they've had, like, the same sponsors. So shout out to them because it's Taco Bell, Mountain Dew, and AT&T. They've pretty much been the same sponsors since we were kids. So shout out to them collecting their checks. Did you know in Chicago, in Chicago, you can get alcohol at Taco Bell? I did not know that. What kind of alcohol? I learned that today. Like, yeah, you can turn, like, your... Baja Blast. Oh into a no! Mixed That's drink. a problem. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. No. I learned that today when I was looking into yeah, just the city of Chicago. Oh, no. That sounds um, like something you can do in like yeah, Vegas. I, was, I don't know about Chicago. That's exact. My first thought I was like, that is in Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah, Reno, Atlantic City. Yeah, that's like where you. Yeah. It's like where it's okay to get a little sloppy. <laughs> I don't think of yeah. sloppy. Encouraged. Exactly. Even. I don't think of like sloppy Chicago. That doesn't really, you know, it's like more, more cool breeze. I don't know. Wow. That sounds, I'm just going to, I'm just going to keep thinking about how much of a mess that would be because people already are a mess yeah. usually when they go to Taco Bell. So <laughs> also Taco Bell, if you're listening, <laughs> hey, you know. there we go. Taco Bell. Nike and Taco Bell. You got to cast a there white net. Taco, we could get, we could get a cool little crunch wrap <laughs> Supreme and some new, uh, Air Max 270s real quick. <laughs> living the For dream. real. All right, man. So we'll be <laughs> right back. Okay, first of all, can you hear any, like, uh, wait time music when you're being let into the room? No. Okay. It's kind of lit. I was, like, hitting a Dougie while I was waiting. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, all right, y'all. So we are back. I'm going to give you a little breakdown. For anybody who has never watched NBA All-Star Weekend, first of all, get your life. I'm just kidding. I was just about um, to say, what have you been doing? What have you been doing? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but like Derek, uh, it's always been like a staple in, in my family amongst, especially like my dad and my brother and I. But usually it's a full weekend where Friday they have like a cool celebrity game. Um, so the celebrities kind of play against each other in like a really awful game of basketball. Um, there's usually like one standout, uh, <laughs> but then I remember in the early 2000s is when I learned Justin Timberlake has a pretty mean jump shot. So does Justin <laughs> Bieber. I don't know what it is with the Justins, but um, yes, I do remember that. Um, yeah, so I mean, usual usual format is Friday. They have like a cool 
celebrity game and some other stuff mixed in. And then Saturday is usually called All-Star Saturday Night. And so they have a skills challenge, um, a three-point shootout, and then a dunk contest. And then usually Sunday is just the All-Star game. But because of the Panera Bread that we're in, we it's all condensed <laughs> to one day. So now it's All-Star Sunday, which still lit. I'm still glad that we're having it. So, you know, remaining grateful. Um, but it's in Hotlanta this year. Um, and it is going to start the coverage on Sunday at 5 Eastern Standard Time. I will say, Derek, this is when I'm very happy to be in Pacific Standard Time and for you only an hour ahead of me, I'm sure, mm-hmm. in Mountain Time. Because um, I don't know about you, but I wouldn't want to stay up until about 11 o'clock on Sunday watching this All-Star game. Absolutely not. And, <laughs> yeah, I grew up, uh, grew up in West Virginia. Um, it's almost as far east as one can go if you're south of like Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I remember that was a whole thing on All Star Sunday. Mm-hmm. Mom, I have to stay up late tonight. It's Listen. a whole thing on TV. Non-negotiable. Yeah. What will I talk about tomorrow at my locker? Yep. Can't, you're, you're can't gonna, be that kid. Yeah, you're gonna make me look like an idiot. So <laughs> let's just compromise. I did. We my know chores. where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I love living. The further west you live, the better you have it as far as sports go. Honestly, as far as a lot of things. Yeah, I was gonna say. Wait, hold on. As far as like sports and weather. Things, sports and weather. Yeah, it's currently. It was like seventy-five today, if I'm not mistaken. So. I mean, yeah. during yeah, during this uh, Porsche panorama, all that matters are sports <laughs> and weather. <laughs> I just want to keep any any time any any obviously appropriate word that starts with the P. I think we should just come <laughs> up with for the pandemic. <laughs> so you know the the Parmesan cheese. Um, <laughs> I love that one's my new favorite, probably. The padded pillow. I'm just looking I've around. Said, I've said yeah, I've said the actual word far too many times over the last. It's just depressing. However many months over yeah. a year at this point. Yeah. It's just, it's just depressing. Aside from like naming it after a person, I think a, a thing, anything that starts with a P, I feel like is is pretty good to go. Except uh, except for maybe a few things. <laughs> but uh, there's probably a few if you look hard enough. Yeah. Yeah, you know. But anyways, um, so thinking of so the first event obviously being the skills challenge. Um, so for those who don't know, the skills challenge is essentially it's usually point guards, but they've actually added in all position players. So there's like a center, a, a forward. Um, you know, shooting guards. So it's cool. It's a mixture of all, all different players. Um, and essentially they, it's like an obstacle course. So they are like dribbling through different, like kind of cone setups. They have to pass like a bounce pass through a, a like a sort of like a target, uh, a chest pass. And then they have to make a layup and a jump shot of some sort. So it's a combination of those things and however they choose to set it up, but it's all timed and it's all about accuracy and um, your ability to kind of navigate quickly. Um, so it's usually the best of the best as far as, um, you know, all those things pertain to. So skills challenge this year has Luka Doncic, uh, Chris Paul, Julius Randle, DeMontis Sabonis, Nikola Vucevic. I can never pronounce his last name and Robert mm. Covington. Um, so who are you picking to be the winner? Well, it's hard 
Because this is a pretty crazy competition and, in my opinion, criminally underrated. Truly. Um, Truly. Hitting those targets. I've always wanted to, one way or another, come across one of those targets and, like, the past targets and play with it, I guess, would be the right term. No, yeah. Um, it's, it's, like, more <laughs> difficult than it seems. Yeah, like – I can hit a person with a basketball, <laughs> which is what it comes down to in a game. Right. Hit a human within, you know, a few feet of them. That's super easy. Yeah, with a but, pass, right. Yeah, those targets, they don't leave a lot of room for error. Um, but, yeah, I guess my point is criminally underrated, the skills challenge. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to go against Chris Paul because he's a whole veteran. Mm-hmm. But it's also – Luca is absolutely insane. Agreed. He's so fast. He is, I don't know, his passes are, he's such an efficient player, I guess. And at the end of the day, that's kind of what this, uh, that's what this challenge is, is just kind of overall efficiency, different skills that you can perform better than the rest. Yeah, I um, agree. So you go Chris Paul's had a, ah, I think, I'm going to go with Luca. I think. Well, it sounds like you're going with Luca against Chris Paul in the final. Yes. Okay. So if you had, yes, to, pick, if you had to pick one, who would you go with? Because hmm. I'll tell you my reasoning for this, for this whole contest. When I'm going to go, it's going to be what I assume most people consider an upset. And I'm calling Luca. Boom. In the finals, over Chris Paul, hot take. Boom. And see, you led me right to my point. I feel like yes. not only did you say what I was thinking, which is this is like totally underrated as far as the three categories of, of uh, contests, but I also feel like the person who usually wins the skills challenge is the person that you least expected. Yeah. Um, and especially since they added in like all position players rather than just point guards, um, I honestly think it's gonna be Demontis Sabonis or Robert Covington. Ooh, sleepers! Just because I also feel like when you think about it, so the the, the jumper is like a free throw. It's like a twelve. You remember, it's like a twelve foot jumper. Um, but sometimes they make it a three ball, so it could be more of a Chris Paul Luca thing, or that dude from Orlando, Nikola Vucevic. Yeah. Um, but then Robert Covington is also a knockdown three ball shooter. Um, but see, I feel like we're not giving Julius Randle any love. But remember too, it's like speed, your ability to stop, accuracy, and like you said, efficiency. So, actually, I'm switching it from Demontis to be between Julius Randle and Robert Covington. Because I just feel like if you're in a rhythm, and I feel like, I don't know, Robert Covington as a player is just really clutch. So I think my yeah. final pick would be Robert Covington. That is my hot take. That is a hot take. It is a hot take. But he's a been, super hot take. He's been so clutch for the Trailblazers. I feel like that was a, a really solid pickup for that squad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The skin, yeah. If there's going to be uh, someone you've never heard of, probably win one of these. It's probably the skills challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, just, yeah, it's a very broad skill set, but it's got to be a skill set that's very precise, I guess is the word. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, 
Well, so then, so the skills challenge, I feel like, goes by really quick. And then the next, you know, contest being the three-point shootout usually takes a bit longer because of how many stations they have. So, again, for those who have, have never watched or are unfamiliar, the three-point shootout is exactly like a bounce. It's um, a three-point shooting contest between the best um, three-point shooters in the league. Um, so essentially there are different stations, one in the corner, one on the wing, one at the top of the key, which is directly head on. Um, and then also two on the other side as well from the corner and the wing. Um, so this year's contestants are Devin Booker, Stephen Curry, Jason Tatum, Zach Levine, Donovan Mitchell, and Jalen Brown, who actually all of these, uh, contestants are actually current, um, NBA All-Stars. Uh, Damian Lillard was also going to be in the three-point shootout, but he just recently chose to sit out to rest. Um, and I don't know if that's because the fact that the All-Star game is right after or just because, you know, the condensed season. Um, but, yeah, he's chosen to sit out. So this one's a little tough for me to pick. So I'm going to let you go first because <laughs> I don't even know <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. Well... My heart wants me to pick <laughs> Zach Levine. I don't think that's a bad pick. But um, I'm going ultimately, I'm going with another what people probably consider a, a sleeper, uh, Devin Booker. And I don't remember the last time I saw Steph Curry shoot a shot that was anywhere as close to the three-point <laughs> line as <laughs> – <laughs> he pulls up off a dribble from absolute the logo from the hash somewhere way from, too from far Narnia. away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The four point the four real. point shot range. <laughs> and I don't know. I do not remember the last time I saw him take repetitive uh any sort of shot really up on the three line as a um yeah, as as this is kind of laid out to be see this is this is and... this is why i feel like we, we're able to have these conversations in the way that we do because literally that is my thought process every time he's been in the in the three-point shootout he's done decently well or really well but then somebody else beat him out and if you remember devin booker was actually someone who did beat him out one of the years mm-hmm. so that was actually going to be my pick between actually him and jason tatum because Jason Tatum's, um, I just feel like Jason Tatum's stamina and his ability, like his endurance, would actually be surprisingly good for this contest. Um, and I like his shooting form. He is clutch from anywhere on the court. I don't think there's really, you know, I don't think there's really any kryptonite, if you will, for his like shooting preference. Like, I don't think he's, like, necessarily any worse from the corner than he is from the wing or the top of the key. Um, So, honestly, I would say it's going to come down to Devin Booker and Jason Tatum. And because I also just feel like Steph is going to want to, like, rest more. So, he's not going to take it as seriously. Um, Yeah. He has nothing to prove. (laughs) Right? Yeah, yeah. So, I just just think it would be between them two. And I'm going to agree with you. I think it's going to be Devin Booker. Because I still think that he just plays with such a chip on his shoulder. That he wants to just like silently shut people up all the time, you yeah. know. Yep, I think it's going to be Devin Booker yeah. as well. I would have said Damian Lillard because... if he was in it, but 
I probably would have yeah. as well. Just even though he's kind of in the same Steph Curry boat where none of his threes are actually from the three point line. So <laughs> logo insane, Lillard. Which is insane <laughs> to me. Yeah. Nice. So <laughs> You could sell that T-shirt in, uh, yeah. Portland. I think people have already been on that, so I might, I might be uh, part of a copyright infringement. But you know, whatever, we're we're all right. Eh. Um, we still you got Nike and Taco Bell on our backs. <laughs> That's a fact. They'll they'll foot the bill. Don't worry about that. I'm happy to do a Crunchwrap Supreme commercial, just maybe not with like a spiked Baja Blast. <laughs> I mean. I don't know. That might be the only uh, one yeah, I would do. Well, it, it is five o'clock somewhere, like where I am. Six o'clock where you are. So you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I honestly think the three-point shootout. I mean, obviously the dunk contest is great, but the three-point shootout has always been one of my favorite things to watch, just in general. Because um, I was always like a, sh- a shooting guard, so I don't know about you, but yeah, it was always like one of my favorites. Same. Yeah. Um, I was a shooting guard. Uh, yeah. Three point shooting was my main, uh, I don't know, attribute, I guess, to the team. So yeah, always enjoyed it. Uh, one of my favorite NBA stories of all time is, uh, Larry Bird going to the locker room and asking everybody who was going to come in second tonight. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a baller move. <laughs> That's so great. Uh, yeah, that was awesome. A peak moment in trash talking history. Truly. Um, well, yeah, then to cap off the evening, uh, but I guess, see, now I'm thinking, you know, normal All-Star Weekend setup. It's not capping off the weekend because in this case, capping off the weekend is, uh, or the night is the actual All-Star game. But as far as the events, um, I know it's very weird. Um it's almost going to be like content overload, but it's all good. Uh, this one's kind of tough for me because I don't, to be honest, know too much about each of these players. Like I do, but I don't. Uh, as far as like their dunking, I haven't watched too many of them like dunking in games other than Cassius Stanley. But and there's only three contestants. So the slam dunk contest um, this year is uh, Obi Toppin, who's the rookie out of the New York uh, on the New York Knicks. Uh, Anthony Sim- uh, Simons uh, out of Portland, who's in his third year, and then Cassius Stanley, who's on a two-way contract with the Indiana Pacers. Um, so since you went first last time, I'll, I'll go first, so I'll give you some time. Um, my pick, honestly, is going to be Cassius Stanley, just because I feel like, well, one, he has a 44-inch vertical, which is insanity. Um, two, yes. I feel like the other than like Dwight Howard, I feel like whenever there's a big man in the dunk contest, their dunks aren't as exciting because they're obviously closer to the rim. So they don't have to like do as much. Yeah. And it's not as like exciting to watch. It looks a lot exactly. less impressive. It looks a lot less impressive. So I just feel like, you know, watching Obi Toppin do a dunk versus Cassius Stanley, who kind of has more of a stature like Derek Jones Jr., who won last year out of who's now on. I think he's on Portland. No, he's on Portland now. He's he was on Miami last year. Yeah. Um, he's kind of like that, you know, where he's just like long and lanky. So when he does things, it just looks nasty. Like he, his dunks are just vicious, <laughs> you know. Um, so my pick would have to be Cassius Stanley because I also remember watching him, you know, his footage and his tape, you know, his tapes before getting into the league, and he is just 
athletically uh, a beast. So yeah, he is Gifted, truly blessed. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, I, I I would have to pick Mr. C. Stanley. I am glad you went first, or else I would have uh, felt kind of bad for saying yeah. I am not super familiar <laughs> with any of these I'll take the hit. gentlemen. Um, and it's only three, which is mm-hmm. crazy to me. Um, let's never forget at one point in 2000, I think, Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady, Steve Francis, and I think Jerry Stackhouse were all in the same. Oh, wasn't it? Contest. Wasn't it um, Jason Richardson, too? Yes, because he won. Yes, he won back to back years. It and was like oh two oh three. I want to say. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna look this yeah, up now. You you keep you keep going on with your point. I'm gonna look this up. Yeah, it's just insane to me how at one point I've always found it kind of strange. Um, yeah, I mean Michael Jordan um, went against Dominique Wilkins in one day. Like he used to be a very coveted uh, title to have as the NBA totally. champion. And yeah, there. I mean, there's some LeBron, for instance. He does dunk contest dunks on mm-hmm. a fast break. Um, so yeah, there's just so many players. Um, kind of back to our All Star discussion. There's just so many players I'd rather watch in the dunk contest, like Zion. You know what's so funny instance. that you say that? Is I was thinking about just throwing like a random question at you, which is what I'm gonna do right now. Um, I feel like I gotta keep the tradition up. That's what I. That's what I do in each of these. I just throw at least one question that you didn't know was coming. But I was thinking about that. Like it's kind of. Like, I totally get it. You know, All Star Weekend is also a time to kind of just like relax and take a break. And, and you know, especially with like teams like the Lakers and the and the Heat having such a condensed season, if you can even call it off season. Um, I get you know wanting to just like rest and whatever. But um, I was gonna ask you. Who is because that was my, my that was my pick is LeBron. Like who is a player in any of the contests? To be honest, you know, skills challenge, dunk contest, or or the three point shootout. Who is somebody that you never got to see and that you still could, or someone that you never got to see and now you can't because they're retired or they've passed on, like Kobe, R.I.P. Um, that you wish you could have seen. You know, like obviously Kobe was in the dunk contest in '97 and he won. Um, but, like, who is somebody that you wish you could have seen in one of the contests? Um, now that I'm thinking about it, Kobe in the skills challenge would have been True. insane. Well, that... But, um, yeah, no, I would love to see uh, Zion yeah. in the dunk contest. Is he, yeah, uh, he, when he was at Duke, he had a fast break and he did a windmill and I – swear to you he was looking like the square on the backboard <laughs> in its eyes like he could have set his chin up it was insane and yeah i he's such a gifted athlete and dunking a lot of it comes down to athletics and yeah i think he would be insane to watch yeah, in the dunk no, contest i agree okay so i'm looking at this list i did not remember that Nate Robinson won it three times for those who don't know Nate, yeah. Nate Robinson is only five I, nine so keep that in perspective he won the slam dunk contest and he's only five nine maybe five ten on a good day 
But he's he won it in 2009, 2010, and then dating back to 2006, all when he was on the Knicks. I did not know it was three times. I knew it was two. I didn't know it was an earlier time. I remember the repeat. That was insane. Because I think he beat Dwight Howard, who's he's like a seven. Was that the year that he wore the, the Superman cape? When Dwight won? Yeah. Yes. And then he dunked on and two And then hoops. Nate Robinson had a kryptonite yeah. basketball. He came out all green with the Knicks jersey. Yeah. Yeah. The white brought out a second hoop. <laughs> Remember that? He. Yeah. He dunked on like an 11-foot hoop. Yeah. 11 I think he change. dunked on two at the same time. Like that one and then the one that was already there, I want to say. And yeah. see, and like, there's some of these people I'm like, I don't remember. John Wall won the dunk contest in 2014. I don't remember that at all. I do not. No, I'm like, this is literally from NBA.com. So uh, I am perplexed, if you will. <laughs> I don't remember. It was in the late 80s when Spud Webb beat Dominique Wilkins. 86, yeah. Which is Yeah, Spud Webb, by the way, folks, is 5'7", even shorter. Um, Bananas. Yeah, just bananas. 5'7", 133 pounds? Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, I will say, though, I think... Still, my favorite dunk ever was when Vince Carter put his whole arm in the basket. Oh, like absolutely <laughs> the honey dip, a Hold classic moment Hold in NBA All Star moment of uh, week in history. What you just said the honey dip. That, yeah, that is. You can take that to the Google. Chanel and listeners, I'd recommend you hear that? it. Yeah, it's exactly I'm what that dunk's giving called. You a standing O right now. Wow, the honey dip. That's really what that it's became. Called? That became oh a thing. <laughs> yeah, promise. Because it became a thing. Um, NBA oh, Street the Volume best Two game of all time. Don't fight me on it. Absolutely, I would pay. $100 if they remastered Yo, that can you imagine? The music in that game was fire alone. The players, their fire. outfits, the ridiculous ways you could block. I used yeah. to just be I used to be such an asshole. I would play with my brother and I would just pick Shaq and just keep him by the basket and just block everything that came that way. Yeah. Yeah, because you could oh, yeah. in like nobody's Shaq would put business his hand on that game. through the net. Yeah. And of course, it's so funny because it's a video game, so there's never really any injuries. Would literally put his his hand through the net, through the rim to block a, a you know a shot and go above the backboard. <laughs> best game. Yeah, it was awesome. That is easily one of the best games of all time, which makes me think of one of the best series of all time. Uh, and one oh, mixtape no. street ball. Yes. Fire. Oh, what were the names like hot so sauce? Good. Hot sauce, uh, the main called, event. Like, a helicopter or something like that? Oh, I'm going to yeah, look this up. Yeah, was indeed. And Meg's tape. And there was the professor. He was like a small, uh, small white dude. Oh, dude, dude he's still like, nasty. I've seen his, like. Yes. Yo, I he's like the Jason Williams white chocolate of and one mixtape. He is so nasty still. 
Um, Fun fact, uh, Jason Williams is from West Virginia. He went to the same high school as Randy <laughs> Moss, where uh, they cash, both played homie. basketball. And my cousin had the extreme uh, displeasure of playing <laughs> against both of them in a uh, oh, state no. playoff game. <laughs> Randy, Randy Moss's senior, both of oh, their senior no. years. Straight catch, homie. <laughs> No, Jason Williams, Randy Moss are my first jersey I ever owned. Purple Vikings. I mean, if you're going to get Moss. a jersey, that's probably going to be the one. Or that super fire all black Colin Kaepernick jersey. I would get that for sure. Um, yeah, I think Randy Moss might be the only football jersey yeah, I, I've I ever think, owned. Yeah, no, that's like I said, if, if you're going to get one, that would definitely be it. Okay, wait. I hope I hope. Wait, back to my point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Honey Dip, they put that game on NBA Street Volume 2. Um, and when you did, like, one of the, like, yeah, special yeah, yeah. Game Breaker dunks, it, like, said what it was. And, yeah, Stretch, the oh, dude yeah. with the giant afro. And he had, like, he 70s like, snap-away like pants. Yeah. Yeah. He looked like a and he was they cartoon Dr. J. Yeah, all that <laughs> he was like long was and lanky. Did he wear? And he, didn't he? Didn't yeah. he wear like high top Converse? Too? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, with like yeah. flare leg. And I think he had like pants. an alternate yeah, outfit killer. where he wore Every like day. a tank, like a like a tank top and like shorts with like the striped like uh, crew socks. Okay, wait, 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 hold up, yeah. hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. You brought Man, up the professor, the so I looked ever. up and one mixtape nicknames. What do you, if you, I hope you don't know the answer to this. <laughs> if you had to take a guess of what the professor's actual name, government, what I like to say, government name is, what, what is your guess? I think I know this. I've seen it before on Instagram. I want to say his first name Grayson. is Mason. <laughs> Grayson. Dang. Yes. Oh God. I've seen that. Half man, half amazing. Um, Look at these. That, oh man. What was the name of the guy who um he Escalade. Escalade that just passed away recently. He just passed away recently. He was an MC. No. Escalade was the guy that was literally like four hundred pounds and like six foot eight oh. or something crazy. He looked like an oh, offensive lineman. Okay, wait. I'm because I remember that name. I, I thought he was the yeah. Who was the MC? I know. I'm oh, trying to look it up right now. Um. Oh yeah, I remember Escalade or or Spider. Because Spider, I remember Hassas and the main event oh, were the two. You're gonna big remember ones this one too. Sure. Skip to my Lou. He went on to play for the Rockets yeah, with Stevie it's Francis. With Stevie Franchise. Stevie Franchise. Yeah. yeah, I was like, Good wait a minute, him. Ray for Austin. <laughs> I know that name. Oh, man. And I remember loving the professor. Honestly, he was like the nastiest. Like, um, just because. Yeah. I, I don't know if it was just because it was so unexpected. But, and also the time. I mean, the, what a time to be alive. I mean. They were playing also in shorts and t-shirts back then that were just they were just being swallowed by. So the fact that they could just get the ball in between their legs and do all these spin moves and just craziness, <laughs> that was a talent in and of itself. Yeah, they were sh- 
like shorts that touch the tongue exactly your shoe and yeah like 4xl (laughs) white t-shirts from finish line yeah oh man that's gonna bother me we gotta figure out who that even if it's off pod who the name of the what the name of the mc because remember he was like all on the court yeah, he would be at like half court talking in the ear yeah. and also through like a microphone. You don't want if you want to you don't want your producer all up in the vi- all up in the music videos. <laughs> yeah, he was the he was the street ball version <laughs> oh, of that. Oh man, that's so good. Um well yeah, no, I think um other than that, I really just wanted to talk about um and obviously we could talk about whatever else, but I really wanted to talk about too um because obviously these players they do a lot you know and especially in this last year it's just been you know there's just been hectic craziness everywhere um obviously with the pandemic but also there's been weather crises everywhere and people dealing with having to work and do school from home and the whole nine so uh losing their jobs and everything so uh you and I talked about how Russell Westbrook is is you know kind of I wouldn't say following in the steps of LeBron but I guess he sort of is because you know LeBron um has his I Promise school in his hometown of Akron that he opened up uh, almost three summers ago now, summer of 2018. And Russell's opening his own academy because Russell is actually, I didn't know this, he's actually from Long Beach. I thought he was like from LA, LA, but he's from Long Beach. Um, And he's opening his own academy called the Why Not Academy, which is also the name of his organization. Um, So super dope. He will now be the second active NBA player with his own school, and it's specifically for underserved children. Um, and the purpose is to basically ensure that, you know, students from like specifically the South LA area have access to, you know, like college and career education and that it's more community based. So it helps fight, you know, institutionalized racism and, you know, helps uplift and empower, you know, all the individuals within that community as well. Um, so just really cool. I also just really dig the fact that, you know, Russell Westbrook was a big, you know, Nipsey Hussle fan and was really good friends with him as well. So it's cool to see him doing things that were also a part of what Nipsey was trying to do and, and how he was leaving a legacy as well. Um, so really cool, too, because his organization really also works to provide services for, you know, at risk populations. So, you know, providing education and workforce tools um, making sure that they have proper access to mental health resources, which is even more important in the last year. Um, and, you know, their, their whole mission is to essentially cultivate student scholars, athletes and activists that are committed to social change. So, you know, Russell Westbrook is not a, not a, a he will not be, you know, an all-star at all-star weekend this year, but he, you know, is a former MVP and it's clear that he, you know, not to be corny, but he's clearly, you know, doing work outside of the court that is where he truly is the MVP. And it's just cool to see because, you know, not enough of it is being done, but it's cool to see these certain players really step up. So I want to get your thoughts on it because it's a whole school and, you know, it's for middle school and high schoolers too. And obviously LA is one of the bigger cities in the world. So just thought it would be cool to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I love talking about stuff like this. Um, I remember when all the press came out for uh, LeBron's school. Um, yeah, just a super uh, – I don't even know. Words can't even really describe it. Super cool. 
Um, and yeah, I, like I said earlier, I grew up in West Virginia, which is about as opposite of Southern South Central LA as one can get, but it, yeah, it is a place that's always kind of known for just, um, poverty and lack of opportunity for a lot of things. Um, so yeah, I've known personally a lot of kids Mm -hmm. that just didn't have opportunities like this. And so, yeah, I mean, I, man, I don't even know people that just quit school at 16, 17. Um, and not because they couldn't do school, just because the, I don't know, that was just kind of what they saw was their only future, things like that. Um, people addicted to various sorts of painkillers mm-hmm. and things like that through high school. Um, so, yeah, it's always super, super cool to see people like Russell. Um, and anybody really in the world that goes out of their way to help, yeah, middle school, grade school, middle school, high school, doesn't really matter what age the kids you are um, helping is, just, yeah, it's always nice to see somebody out there doing something, because yeah, that makes no, a huge I, difference I totally to a lot agree. of people. And I also really appreciate the fact that he's helping to provide, you know, ob- obviously, like, when something like this happens, there's a lot of resources given for, you know, like promoting physical health, um, you know, making sure kids are are active every day and making sure they have textbooks. And, you know, now it's like, now the the emphasis is, you know, do you have a a computer at home or do you have a printer or do you have Wi-Fi? you know, computer or uh, internet access. But I also just appreciate that there's such an emphasis on making sure that people have, and not just people, because the people in South LA are predominantly, those who are a part of disenfranchised communities. So, you know, the black community, there's Hispanics, there's Asians. And so, you know, all these communities that don't have the same access to mental health resources as, as someone from, you know, a more middle-class upper-class, or even just, you know, just to put it frankly, like a white community. Um, So it's cool that there he's helping to kind of not only provide access, but to shed light on the necessity that, you know, should still be available to these people. Um, in order for us to get to a better place as a whole. Um, I was watching this video the other day and it was cool. Like his wife and his kids, um, you know, were out um, giving shoes to kids. And um, I don't know. I just, I love seeing stuff like that too, because I just, I mean, I never really had to struggle in those ways, but, you know, being able to, to see these kids, like, I I just remember though, like when I would get a, a pair of shoes, even without, you know, having to really go through too many struggles in that way, it, the way and I know you feel the same way like even now as adults like still lights up our world so you know to see these kids who really have so many struggles going on to get something like that and then also to know that they're being thought of and invested in in ways that they never have before it just brings a spark and I mean truly these kids are the future so you know it, it kind of if we're not investing yeah. in these kids and in these communities we're kind of pigeonholing them into, you know, similar situations. Like you said, you know, they're just going to end up quitting school or getting into drugs or, you know, gang violence or other things that they think are going to be an easier way out. So, um, you know, just seeing this initiative is really cool. Yeah. And it's, um, yeah, it's super sad to me that this, that that type of situation, what he, what Russell's doing and what uh, LeBron, like, it's mm-hmm. weird to me that that's not a trend Same. for extremely wealthy people. And 
Yeah, and it's funny. I was thinking about it the other day. You can tell that it's a priority in the black communities of South Central, um, Cleveland, where LeBron's from and started everything, because you don't see, like, Jeff Bezos, who is the richest man in human history. I mean, that dude, like, he's never done anything of that nature for wherever he's from or any neighborhood um, as it, like, same with, you know, right. Mark Zuckerberg and people like that. Um, so, yeah, it's it's alarming to me that it's not more of a trend amongst people who have the right. resources to do yeah, so. I, I think even, too, and, aside yeah. from just, like, the financial resources, I also feel like people who have the platform, you know, to speak out. Um, I'm sure you saw in the last, you know, week or so um, how which is just so ridiculous to me that this is still happening. I'm sure you agree, you know. Um, and it's funny because it was the first time I, I've ever seen LeBron actually react in this way, like actually pay it any mind in this way, like a, to somebody who was essentially just like talking noise. Um, but you know that soccer player, Zlatan? Oh, um, yes. Who essentially told him to... Yeah, he's yeah, famous he's, yes, for like headbutting a guy. Dirty, dirty play. Not yeah. I was gonna say nasty. Yeah, nasty, I was saying it earlier. Was like you're just so good. It's just so exciting to watch. No, he is a like dirty player. Yeah, dirty player. And he's he, dirty. Yeah, like the bad like boys. The bad boys. And he is so unapologetic <laughs> in not a good way. Um, and yeah. For so so for those who don't know, since Laytan, I don't know what his, I, I can't. I don't know what his last name is to be honest. Like I can't pronounce it. But um, he played a, for a stint uh, in America. Uh, he's a European, European player. He played for the Galaxy for a little bit. Um, and he essentially told LeBron to, um, similar to like what the what the Fox reporter told him a couple of years ago, he se- essentially told him to shut up and dribble and stick to sports. Um, and that he doesn't feel like, you know, he feels like politicians to stick to politics and, you know, athletes who are the best at, at, their, at, their, at their, you know, respective sport should stick to that. And it was funny because I don't know if you saw the post-game interview with LeBron the other day. It was like him when he was like shirtless. Um, He talked about how, you know, like, oh, what a privilege it would be to just, you know, be quiet about something like this. And he's like, but even so, why would I be quiet when this has literally been my life? This has been my struggle. I'm not going to be quiet about this. But it was funny. Normally, he'll respond to it in more of a generic way like that and go into depth about the issue at hand. He doesn't normally pay mind to like the naysayers, but if you haven't seen it, you just, did you see it? He did this time. Oh yeah, right. And you saw that switch. Oh yeah. That was like, oh, you're gonna learn. You're definitely gonna hear me today. Um, and he switched on him. Right. It was so fascinating to watch because he basically, for those who don't know, he essentially turned on him and said, you know, I'm not the guy that you want to start trouble with because I actually do my homework and I do my research. And he called. Zlatan out on a situation that he had come across where he you know stepped up and was talking about how he felt like he experienced racism when he was playing overseas um, when someone was talking about um, his background and so you know it's just like stuff like that though you know so I feel like outside of just you know the millions or, or even in Jeff Bezos case billions of dollars that you have it's it like you said it blows my mind that more people with a platform and the ability to have their voice heard with literally one tiny tweet don't do it more often 
and they know that they yeah. could very easily make such a huge yeah. monumental change and they just choose essentially they're choosing not to right yeah a hundred percent yeah and it's always been strange to me that there's people like uh russell uh lebron uh james harden's doing a lot in uh the brooklyn area right now that there's always people like that um that yeah do seem to go out of their way um to help uh the community they're from or just some sort of community i guess in general and then yeah there's there's people like uh Bezos and Zuckerberg, who are two of the wealthiest people that will ever go, they'll literally be in history books because they were, they had good ideas. And yeah, it's just so strange to me being, uh, yeah, the richest per, literally the richest person in human history and really. Yeah. Like allowing allowing yourself to be a spectator. (laughs) It's like, so I don't know. It's just ridiculous, honestly, but, um, but yeah, man, that's all. That's all I got. I wanted to see if there was any final thoughts you had on what we were just talking about with Russell and you know social justice, or if there's anything you know as far as All Star or any other final thoughts you have before we uh, wrap it on up. Um. Yeah. As far <laughs> as the All Star Day, I guess goes, um, I'm sure it'll be just as entertaining. It's always a super fun day to sit down and make a day of it, eat food, watch, um, even if it's not a whole weekend, but we'll get over it, I guess. And, and yeah, as far as uh, what Russell's doing and just people that are doing similar things around the world, um, yeah, I just hope one day that it becomes uh, more of a trend to – yeah, help the people around you that you feel yeah, like. Yeah, agree. I feel like a little goes a long way. So I feel like even just promoting, you know, small businesses around you and, you know, uplifting your community however you can. Um, yeah, I truly believe a little goes a long way and no voice should be unheard if it, if it you know, it chooses to, um, if you choose to put yourself out there and you have a message that you, you want to be heard, I feel like you should allow yourself to, to create that platform. Um and reach out to people, you know, like continue to have those conversations, these conversations and, and ones that are maybe a bit more uncomfortable, um, you know, challenge your friends, your family members and continue to enlighten them on, on certain things and encourage more research and uh, outreach. So, um, but yeah, I had a ton of fun today, man. I will never let an entire year, you can hold me to it, a year and change go by despite uh, Panera Bread or not. Um because this is so much fun and uh, <laughs> I love having you as my co-host or producer or all the above that you want to be. Um, you are more than welcome to join me on every episode, quite honestly. So I'm stoked to be back. Yeah, no, absolutely. I always have fun when I come hang out. So again, appreciate you thinking of me and yeah, we'll definitely have to do it again and hopefully next year, the all-star episode, <laughs> totally, the are I totally agree. So, so I don't, so I don't have to go anybody at the I NBA totally or agree. Jordan's and I have, team. I have one final question because, <laughs> because obviously, like right now, the teams are actually being picked, like Team LeBron and Team KD. And I don't know if you've checked. I haven't checked, but without knowing anything, just knowing Kevin Durant, 
and knowing LeBron James. Um, who do you think is going to win knowing them and knowing like the types of players that they like to, to have around them? Who do you think that, who do you think of the two teams is going to win? Yep. Uh, I was just gonna, no hesitation. LeBron. Team LeBron. Yeah. He, his, his basketball IQ is just as, ridiculous as his yeah. never-ending <laughs> athleticism. Uh, uh, yeah, he he knows how to put a team together that yeah. could, yeah, win. Um, yeah, no, I probably would venture to say I will never bet against a team that LeBron James is a part yeah. of and picks <laughs> totally the lineups for. I also will say I hope that he picks either – Bradley Bill or Damian Lillard to be on his team just because I want to see what that looks like and I would rather have him go up against Zion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that would be so, fun. That was my final Agreed. question. Um exactly. But yeah, that, that, that was my final question cuz I was just thinking <laughs> like, oh yeah, they're picking right now. So let's let's just throw a final <laughs> little little thing in there. And also something real quick that is super dope. Um, I'm terrible at wrapping things up clearly. Um, they're doing um, a, like a court design for the game. I don't know if you saw. So it's like to represent HBCUs. Um, so, you know, historically back colleges and universities. Yeah. So it's kind of giving them oh, more of, like, yeah. a, of a swaggy look to the court. So there's like it's supposed to represent, you know, HBCU culture and like music and art. And um, it almost sort of like from a distance almost looks like a cool like if they were almost to collaborate with like a um a keith herring sort of thing just because of the way that the people are and the colors and stuff so it the court design should be pretty sweet as well as a total side note but um let's just yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) let's collaborate with someone make a Dope ass court and nah, whatever. Just put yeah. them in tank tops. That'd be all right. We'll play shirts Agreed. and skins this year. It don't matter. Well, I hope everyone stays safe, <laughs> has a fun uh, COVID free weekend. Enjoy All Star Sunday, I guess we should call it now. Hopefully, it'll be back next year for the full weekend. It is like Super Bowl Sunday, but basketball like is way more Sunday. of a dope sport. Um, anyways, I appreciate you, man, and I will talk to you Agreed. soon. All right, you too. Yeah, absolutely. All right, have a good Thanks night, everybody. Thanks for having me. Have a good It is so good to be back. Uh, again, just super, super, super stoked to be recording again. This is your girl, Chanel Ray, for Point Blank Buckets. And uh, we will definitely be chatting again soon. So thanks so much. Follow me on Twitter at point underscore buckets. And you can also follow the podcasts on Spotify, Apple Music, and anywhere that you get your podcasts. Have a beautiful evening.